0: This podcast is brought to you by Voice and Vision, bringing help, hope, and healing to individuals, families, and communities affected by mental illness, addictions, and disabilities in southeastern Pennsylvania. Financial support for this podcast is provided by a Veterans Trust Fund grant from the Pennsylvania Department of Military and Veterans Affairs. Welcome to Untold Valor,
1: a podcast with a unique focus on veterans, featuring stories of courage, recovery,
0: perseverance, and strength. Listen to hear veterans share their perspectives on what it's like to battle mental health challenges, combat addictions, and overcome other adversities unique to those who have served. Welcome into another edition of Untold Valor, where we share stories and experiences from those who have served in our military and challenges and things that they've worked to overcome in the hopes that maybe it helps spread that message to others that might need some help with their own situation. Maybe it's mental illness, maybe it is uh, alcohol addiction or whatever the case might be. But there's the message of the podcast is to always let people know that there's help out there if you're willing to look and that's what the team at Voice and Vision uh, do such a great job with, and they are behind this podcast. So this week on the show, we have Marley Ganthier. Hopefully I said that right. Marley, how are you? I'm
1: well, Mark. How are you? And yes, you did say that right.
0: Oh, fantastic. Uh, thank you so much for joining us and glad to have you here. Uh, what we tell everybody is, you know, we've, we go through and we just kind of chit chat about your life and your experiences. And we'd like to start it off with just a little bit about you um, and, you know, where what uh, branch you served in, how long you served, things of that nature.
1: Yes. Well, I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. I joined the army. I am a master sergeant retired after twenty four years. Wow. As a senior paralegal, um, non commissioned officer. Um, I just retired in June of twenty one. So still going through that mm. transition period, um, <laughs> going from military to civilian life.
0: I gotcha. Wow, that's a long time. So again, thank you for all that you've done. And you know, so we we talk with so many different people from different walks of life. We've talked with uh, men and women and, and various different uh, branches and everybody's kind of the message is kind of the same. There's, there's always a transition period that is tough leaving the military and going into civilian life. But then there's also um, if Folks have had some experiences, whether they're during the service, after the service, the struggles, whatever it has been. Uh, one of my co-hosts, occasionally, that's on here with me, Reverend Ben, uh, he talks freely mm-hmm. about how he got into, got addicted to various different substances. Uh, so it's always a challenge. But if you would share with us, you know what's uh, what your experience was like, and and really kind of what brought you to us here today on the podcast.
1: Yeah. So for me, I think. I don't like to call them challenges. I like to call them situations because a challenge always sounds rough or tough. Mm -hmm. But being in a situation where I'm going from something that's very structured, kind of to the just things come at you, you know, 80 miles a minute, no structure. Right. It's definitely been a situation for me where I had to put my resiliency and all the training that I learned over the years to work. So talk about patience, talk about not having expectations that other people are going to do things the way I do it. OK, especially as retiring as the an E-8 and then to go into a situation where I, I worked for Social Security Administration for seven months and their structure. I'm going to say there is no structure, right? Like <laughs> they were still teleworking um, it was kind of, Oh, just log in the computer whenever you want, you do your eight hours and then you log off. Like literally, you know, that's how they work. So for me being used to that structure, I know what I'm going to do every day. Right. I know what I'm going to wear every day. I know basically what my mission and task are for the day to kind of going from basically one extreme to the other, I say it was really, again, a test to my resiliency and just, all the tools that I learned in the military on how to deal with tough situations. Yeah.
0: The transition and not having that structure. Yeah. Many veterans obviously get so used to it, especially after 20 plus years, they kind of crave, crave a little structure. I mean, sometimes I think the freedom is, is certainly, uh, welcome, but at the same time you're so used to doing things a certain way that it makes it a challenge. Did you kind of find, um, did you struggle at all with any kind of depression from leaving, Uh, The service, my my best friend, after he spent 20 some odd plus years as well, Mm -hmm. he he struggled at first when he first came out and and trying to find Mm -hmm. his rhythm, trying to find, you know, like, again, like there were things he wanted to jump into and enjoy, but then he also kind of struggled with the day-to-day rhythms. And he turned to drinking a little bit because of that, because he couldn't quite find his, like I said, his groove, if you will.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, I did what a lot of my friends didn't do is, I took some time off. Mm. I did absolutely nothing for four months. I was still stationed in Georgia and I, you know, I just took some time for me. Mm -hmm. And yes, sometimes that meant just sitting on my couch and watching TV. But other times, you know, whether it's going to the beach, going to the mall, just trying to basically decompress from that 24 plus years. And it's funny because when I got hired, they said, well, we see you left the military in June. And you're just now starting in November. Well, what were you doing for those months? And I was like living.
0: Right. Recouping. You know, I
1: had lived for 24 years. Like, can I get a break? And some of my friends, you know, they went out of uniform one day and went straight to, you know, their suit and tie the next day.
0: Mm.
1: I know for me and my mental well-being, I couldn't do that.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. I know.
1: Yeah. yeah, After five, 24 years, five deployments, I was a single mom the entire time in the military. So, you know, my son is 23 years old and it was a lot. So I had to take time to kind of decompress and just breathe a little bit before I went right back to working. So I think for me, that helped. I relocated, started a new job. And even in that time, I'm at another new job, you know, um, because we tend to go back to what's familiar to us. So I'm actually now working at West Point Military Academy okay, in the legal shop there. And I was stationed there. So, you know, going back to what's familiar, somewhat of a structure still, but as a civilian, that has also helped me with this transition.
0: I gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, in many... Veterans of of no matter how many years, but certainly people who have served, a lot of times what happens is if they are having a problem, and this is really where the focus of the podcast has been trying to go, is talk about the challenges that many people, in any walk of life, but certainly with our our military folks, is asking for help sometimes when you're struggling with whatever the problem may be. I think as humans, it's hard enough to do that, but certainly for our servicemen and women, you're kind of taught... Maybe it's also kind of peer pressured, whatever you want to call it. That it's not okay to look weak, right? It's not okay to need some right. help with something, and so many people f- struggle trying to, f- if they're if they are suffering from some sort of whatever the issue is, a transition period, uh, some sort mm-hmm. of a traumatic event of any kind, combat, you know, trauma, whatever the case might be. How to reach out for help? Any um, experiences there? Obviously, you've been in so much uh, time in the service whether it's yourself or with a friend or something like that, where that's the struggle, that's the message we're trying to help others with is, hey, if you need help, it's okay to ask, right? Try to get over that hurdle there.
1: Well, I think one thing that helps with that messaging has been the culture shift within the military. Mm -hmm. Because when I came in, it was literally drink water, take Motrin, go run it off. Right, Um, right. But now... In, you know, active duty, whether it's active duty reserve or guard, no matter what branch, there are so many services now for service members that were not around before. And the focus from leadership on their own, you know, mental health has now trickled down within the ranks where I think it's definitely taken more seriously. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have gotten some of the best help now that I've retired, which sounds weird, but the va they do a great job for me personally and mm. i know not everybody has that same experience right but seeing the change in the culture throughout my time in the service kind of helped me know when i needed to reach out i got gotcha. you yes as you know again single mom black female master sergeant paralegal it was hard for me sometimes to say I need help. Sure. But as time went on and more resources and I love army one source, you know, you can just call a number and talk to somebody. They don't write anything down. They just listen. Mm. And sometimes that's all we need.
0: True. Great. Sometimes
1: point. we just need somebody to listen. I don't need advice. I just need to vent and hang up the phone and, you know, like go about my day. So One thing I always told my soldiers and just anybody who works for me, you know, you can't fill another person's cup if your cup is empty. Yeah. So always refilling your own cup is important, no matter what, whether it's four years, 14 years or 24 years, you know, we all go through our situations differently. And one thing I think a lot of people don't focus on is when as a young person joining the military, you bring your childhood traumas with you Mm. Mm -hmm. and they manifest throughout your military career. And again, people have different experiences and they bring that with them when they join the service. So everything you go through at home comes with you. It's not left behind. And if you don't get the help that you need, it will manifest. Unfortunately, sometimes, you know, to worse situations.
0: Yeah. Now that's a great point as well. I think a lot of times what uh, veterans struggle with, and of course, certainly uh, the folks at Compere and Compere Corps and Voice and Vision, they do a lot with helping, again, homeless veterans or uh, Mm -hmm. addiction, things of that nature. And sometimes when you don't know where to turn or you don't know how to ask for help, you just let yourself kind of spiral, right? And so mm-hmm. it, it's okay to reach out. And I, I really love some of the the components of of the program with Compure and Compure Core, for example. Just having a a buddy, if you will, just having getting kind of partnered right. up with someone who's like you, right? Who's had similar experiences uh, for nothing else than maybe going out and going bowling or 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 something like mm-hmm. that, right? Just sometimes, like you like you said, not necessarily a lecture, just. Just a pal, you know, just someone I can vent at or whatever, Uh, whether it's a phone call, whether it's a mentorship program, a lot of those things. What's your thoughts there?
1: I think so. I just joked around last week at work because they were talking about, you know, um, cyber crimes. And I said, you know, I joined the military when we had typewriters. So (laughs) typewriters and carbon paper, right? So now the fact that I can pull up a screen and pull up Google and literally type, veterans help, the amount of resources available. Sometimes it just takes that second for that person to say, you know what, let me see what's out there. And just pages and pages of resources, different organizations, whether it's the veterans crisis line, wounded warriors, you know, each state has their own page dedicated to veterans. Mm -hmm. So whether it's newjersey.gov, newyork.gov, pa.gov, Everybody has these resources available. Sometimes it really, you have to humble yourself. You know, the, one of the principles of being a good leader is being a good follower. And in being a good follower, you have to know when you have to ask for help because it's out there. It's out there. You just have to take those couple of minutes Mm -hmm. to do a Google search. You know, back in the day for me, it would have been looking through the phone book, but and now it's just, it's so easy and there's so many resources out there and I wish more veterans would take advantage of it.
0: I was talking with uh, another person on the podcast and they said something interesting and said, you know, one of the hardest transitions is when you're in the service and you're part of the team, you're part of the, the group and you're, you know, you're focused on a singular mission. At some point when you're alone and it's just you, you have to start to learn that you need to be the mission. Like, you become your own Mm -hmm. mission, you know, put yourself first. Maybe it's, maybe that's hard to do for some, but if you don't, you're just going to continue to have, you know, kind of slip in maybe the wrong direction. I thought that was interesting way to frame that.
1: Right. And it's also not, not being part of that team for, for a little while I felt like I didn't have purpose. Yeah. And without purpose, I have no direction and without direction, I have no motivation. So it's really easy to slip down that slope into that depression. Mm -hmm. And for me, you know, I've been diagnosed with depression, anxiety, PTSD, but having the coping mechanisms over the years that I I learned um, and medication, not going to lie. But, you know, having therapists and and doing group therapy as well also helps Mm because, again, you're hearing from other vets that you are not alone. You might be alone because you're no longer a member of that squad or that team or that platoon, but you have brothers and sisters to your left and your right, every branch, every gender, race, ethnicity, background, who have all been through some of those same things. So to know that you're not alone is comfort in itself.
0: Yeah, wow, that's that's fantastic. It's powerful stuff too. And that's a great way to to phrase all that for folks that are listening. And I think that's really what we try to accomplish here on the on the podcast. We we try to keep these mm-hmm. conversations short and sweet, but at the same time, getting some information across to people and just letting them share and hear other people's stories. And so that is really powerful of you right. to share that as well. Uh, because everybody does face it differently, you know, um, mm-hmm. as I've, as I mentioned on the podcast, my, my best friend, he's, you know, he struggled, he turned to alcohol for quite a while. And right. it took him a while to figure out he didn't want to be that way anymore, you know, and, and what he wants to do now is travel and, he, you know, he just travels around and he sees this great country that he fought for. And that's really brought right. him a lot of peace, you know? So right. that's like everybody in, you know, we make music together when we can. There's, there's, there's things out there to give you an outlet, right? To give you some, mm-hmm. some sort of relief from whatever it might be. But sometimes the hardest part is just asking for the help.
1: Right. And I think also finding a positive outlet exactly. because some people are wary about taking medication. Some sure. people are wary about counseling or talking to someone. But it's really about whether it's reading a book, taking a walk, flying a kite. I never knew flying a kite could be relaxing. My (laughs) dad used to do it growing up and we would just watch and be like, "Ooh!" but actually doing it like some people might just not necessarily go fishing, but sit out on a boat and just sit and be with themselves and kind of be with their thoughts. Before my knee went bad for me, it would be going to the gym. Mm -hmm. I would spend hours in the gym and it feel like minutes. But just being able to to get something out that was inside meant so much. But it was always about finding positive outlets, positive ways to get the stressors out, to get the anxiety out, to get, you know, the depression out. I just I really feel that, again, there's so many resources now, whether it's the VFW or, you know, just just anything around the neighborhood you know, yep. like I said before, military one source, or you know, any veterans home. Like going to a veterans home and reading to vets. You know, you would never think that that might help you, but it, it may. You know.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. You know, normally I would normally I ask as we're closing out the podcast is. You know, what kind of message do you have for others that might be listening that have gone through whatever it might be that's causing them some strife in life where they're trying to figure out how to to turn the page? And we've had many folks on here who've had rough goes of it, but they've also had, you know, success stories and positivity Mm -hmm. uh, on the other side from our first episode to our most recent here with you. Uh, but you've you've done such a great job already talking about some of the positive aspects. I'm not sure where to take that. So it's kind of like, well, what is the message, I guess? What is your takeaway after so many years? And especially, I guess, on the legal side, you've seen all sorts of things.
1: Oh, yes. Well, I, th- my PTSD is from just reading some court cases, right? Um, my message just to anyone listening is really, really know that you are not alone. You are not the only one feeling the way you are feeling. You are not the only one that some mornings do not feel like getting out of bed. You are not alone. There are others like you out there. Sometimes, you know, you just got to put your boots on and take that first step and reach out. Cause like I said, there's so many, so many resources, you know, lifeline for vets. Hope for the warriors is one that I just found, you know, and like I said, you're not alone. There are so, so, so many people. I wish a lot of the organizations that I have reached out to, I find a lot of males, you know, male service members, uh-huh. but I don't see a lot of female service members within those organizations. Mm. So I really want to say something to my female veterans is like you served as well. You know, you deserve all the al- accolades and praise and the resources are there. You know, the resources are there for us specifically as women veterans. And I just really, really hope and pray that people who are struggling do reach out, whether it's to your organization, like I said, so many other organizations out there that they're literally waiting for a vet to walk through the door. I just found a free tax service for veterans in New Jersey. I'm going to meet with them next weekend, you know? Like, right. And it it was literally me looking for another service and I found free tax services for veterans. And I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. But they said they have so many appointments open because people aren't, they're just not aware. You know, right. Yeah. People are not aware. And sometimes, like I said, it's just that quick Google search and you'll be surprised what you can find.
0: You know, as a, as the father of a, of a Navy, a uh, young lady, right? Who she's just beginning mm-hmm. her career. I really appreciate you bringing that up ab- about the female aspect, uh, because yeah, I mean, there's so many things out there, uh, but sometimes, again, no matter what walk of life you're in, it's hard to ask for help. And sometimes, mm-hmm. seeing more people like you, right whether they mm-hmm. whether they look like you or walked in your you know in the same kind of shoes or whatever the case is, it just kind of helps. Right. So having another it female drives. say, "Hey, we're here," you know.
1: Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's, it's a good feeling when you walk in the room and you're not the only female there. Yeah. And it's just a room full of, you know, male veterans, mostly older veterans. And I'm like, oh, uh, there's no other females here. OK, <laughs> I'll be the first, but I won't be the last. There you, know? you go there you go yeah well as yeah, always definitely.
0: yeah as always it's you know it's so important if you need some help reach out and that's really you know the uh, the point behind the podcast and the team mm-hmm. Valerie and Olga and the team at Voice and Vision do a great job of, of helping us get this message out there and so stay, stay tuned here as we wrap this up you'll hear some information come on if you need some help reach out to them uh, at voiceandvisioninc.org uh, and again I'm going to have all those details pop up here at the end of the podcast but there's so many resources that uh, Marley also highlighted as well so so a great thing about a podcast is you can always kind of pause, write something down, back it up, uh, you know, whatever the case is, and listen to something and, and maybe jot some of those resources down and then uh, jump on Google, as you said, and go take a look. So.
1: Yeah, yes thank you so much for having me Mark this was amazing yeah
0: thank you so much for sharing your story spending some time with us Uh, hopefully it will help others who are listening maybe some other females as well might want to share their message as well and come forward and have a conversation again it's it's never too late to ask for help if you need some help as you said there's brothers and sisters everywhere all you got to do is just reach out so Marley thank you so much we appreciate you here on the podcast we'll have some information and resources popping up here at the end of the podcast so again thank you so much for your time and for listening to Untold Valor. You've been listening to Untold Valor by Voice and Vision. We hope you found the information and resources discussed today helpful. As always, thank you for listening and for your support. Remember to stay connected with us through our various social media platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Don't forget to visit the website, voiceandvisioninc.org. That's voiceandvisioninc.org, where you can sign up for our blog and find free resources and information on upcoming events, webinars, workshops, and get support. You can also access our free help and hope guide for individuals and families struggling with substance use and addiction. If someone you know is struggling, please reach out for help because you and your life matter. Remember, the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline is available to you at any time by dialing 988. We are all ambassadors of hope and recovery. And if you want to share your story, please contact us. Compere Corps is also looking for veteran mentor volunteers and veteran participants. To find out more information about Compere Corps, please call 610-541-0790. That's 610-541-0790. You can find all the links and contact information for the resources mentioned on today's episode by checking the description and the show notes section of your app. Thank you again for tuning in and for your support. Until next time, this has been Untold Valor.